This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, before we get the show started, Horse Radio Network for the first time has a wide selection of Horse Radio Network merchandise available for the holidays. Hats, saddle pads, masks, clothing, mugs, and so much more, either screen printed or embroidered. Get your orders in now for you or your HRN listening friends. Visit horseradionetwork.com and click on the banner on the homepage today. Happy holidays, everybody. I'm Debbie Laux from Southern California. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 20th, episode 2564, brought to you today by our friends at Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. Guess what day it is today? Sunday. No, it's Friday. Friday. This is what it's all about, gentlemen. It's what we train for. Happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Debbie, thank you so much for coming at me from Southern California. That's very vague. Where are you? <laughs> very big. I'm pretty much homeless right now, Jamie. You feel sorry for me? No, because no, you're just, in Southern California. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good point. <laughs> it's beautiful here. Yeah. But I'm physically in Newport Beach right now, but I've sold my house and I'm surrounded by brown boxes everywhere and I'm moving to San Inez Valley. Oh my gosh. So tell me everything. By the way, you're filling in for Glenn because he is under the weather. He had another surgery and um, so he's going to be back Monday, but you're filling in today. Tell me. So what was the text you sent me? It was like, Hey, let's sell our house and put a huge price tag on it and see what happens. And then it sold in like five minutes. What's going on? Yeah, that was with backup offers. Uh Oh, okay. So we're not getting out of that one, I guess, but um, yeah, it just seemed like the right thing to do, but I don't know. So a few weeks ago, <laughs> have weeks you ago. found, and you're already packing. That's crazy. So have you oh. found a place in San Inez? You know where my parents live right yes. there. <laughs> the farm. We literally bought a container and what we're going to do is do a remodel on the cabin. Um, you know, the, the gorgeous little author's cabin of dad, yeah. the green light. We're going to expand it and it's going to become a little, um, a little 1200 square foot home. Oh so, my gosh. A uh, little, little rock faced, um, 1700 something that he brought from Kentucky. Like they were going to burn it up in a field at one of those famous, not won't mention it right now. Um, the Kentucky farms, you know, where they have those little homesteads on them and everything. And they were yeah. going to tear it down. Well, it, it's actually, it was all taken apart and they were going to burn it. And, uh, he went, no, stop. And they loaded it up on a trailer and off to California. She went <laughs> and they, they built a little house. And what he did is he bought this 
or I rented or whatever, this huge saw, like, you know, like logging saw or something. And they sawed each one of those, um, well, they're, they're logs. I was gonna say railroad ties, but they're before that, I guess, you know, those logs that they built it on, like, like Lincoln logs. They look mm-hmm. like really old giant Lincoln logs. Yeah. And they, um, slapped them on the outside of the house and on the inside of the house. Well, it's really just a little cabin. It's an author's cabin. It's just 400 square feet right now. And so you and Tom are going to redo that and make it bigger and make it a living space for y'all. You know what? You know what I'm hearing, Debbie, is this is finally the way you get to move out of your childhood bedroom out of your parents' house. (laughs) You know what dad said? When I was about nine or 10 or something, I kept begging him for a treehouse. And I got to be like 16. He goes, you know what? I should build. I'm like, no, I'm over the treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> now you get your own treehouse. Tree yeah, no, it's right by the deer and, and everything. It'll be, it'll be cool. I think That's it's time. Cool. So yeah. Question. Like, so Tom, your husband is moving with you. How did, I mean, I'm assuming Tom is like, okay with the mother-in-law, father-in-law thing. I mean, does I that That's the first thing I asked, really? You want to do what? Yeah, no, he's, you know what? He loves our lead up program, you know, our lead up program for the at risk youth. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so he really wants to ramp that up at the farm and, and get that going. We're already in Brazil. We have an orphanage we support in Guatemala. And um, now it's reaching out across to the UK and Germany. And so we're really excited about expanding that. But we really need to do it in California first, too, for ourselves. And, um, yeah. So that's sort of his project, but he, you know, he can be anywhere anyway, but we are real partial to our house. So, yeah, yeah. so, but the lady, the lady who's buying it, I haven't met yet, but I guess she cried when they got it. So I Aww. thought that was a good time. All the furniture and everything. She just loved everything about it. So that was, that was flattering and encouraging. So yeah, off we go. We're homeless. What an adventure. This is going to be so fun. Well, if you need a place to stay in the interim, we have a spare bedroom, you know, it's a, it's a kid's playroom, but I can put a bed in there. It's fine. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. I know it's super early in California, but let's go ahead and do some daily winnies. Well, I'd like to give my daily winnie today to the movie that's about to come out. And everybody who's a horse girl should know it's Black Beauty. I'm really excited that they did a little variation on it. I'm not going to be any spoiler alert here, but um, you can read and see the preview going out there. But I think it's really cool because they've taken. Okay, here's a trivia for you, Jamie. You ready? Mm -hmm. When was Black Beauty first presented in its original story? How old is it? Oh, in the 1800s. Yeah, 1877, close enough. And and that means that there is nobody alive anymore, I don't think, that was around when it first came out. And it was really revolutionary. Um, And you know why, right? Yes, because um, Anna Sewell, come on, this is my like favorite book of all time. Um, See, she kind of brought to light the misuse and mistreatment of horses that were like on the streets because that was the vehicle for, for people was these cart horses and, and, and riding horses. And so it was, uh, it really brought to light the treatment and mistreatment of all the horses. Now here's my thing with this book. It's not like that. I mean, this new movie, it's a, it's like a Mustang or something, right? Exactly. Well, and there's one more part of the original that I think was really cool that was pretty revolutionary, too. She spoke from the horse's perspective. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That was like, whoop, 
brain tweak. And I, I love that because nobody really thought about a horse's perspective. That's why they were maltreated, right? Um, yes, but this one, so Ashley Avis shows up at the farm a few weeks ago and Ashley wrote the story. And Ashley Avis is like, she could be my daughter. She's like, she should have been my daughter, actually. I think she's really cool. She's um, young. She was sort of discovered as a really good writer in in uh, Hollywood, I guess. And they gave her a chance and she pitched this movie because she loves the whole um, cause of uh, spirited Mustangs being brought in and adopted, but not rounded up. And so guess what Black Beauty is? A rescue horse. Yes. Oh. Or a transition horse, as we're now saying, right? And so Ashley, you know, had the opportunity to come up to the farm because she's also doing a documentary uh, about the wild Mustang. So she was filming at the same time. She found out she was shopping this story and Disney Plus picked it up and she was like so excited. She thought she was going to film in Canada and turns out like uh, last minute they went to South Africa. So, and she just got a new puppy and she was, she has a great story. You will have to hear her story. I'm sure we'll get her all interviewed up and everything. So, um, she, it, it almost looks like the, the areas where the Mustangs are rounded up in this little spot they found in South Africa. So it's, it's beautiful, but it looks like it could be in the U S but very exotic. And her husband, Ed goes with her and is part of her, their business too, Winterstone pictures. So congratulations to them. That's my daily Winnie is that they are kind of making it a little more contemporary thought. I love the story that they brought out in it. I love Ashley and Ed. They're wonderful. Um, and their dog whiskey. Very cool. <laughs> a blue dog. And, um, and I love that it's coming out November 27th. Right. All up. right. Well, if you're on board, I'm on board. Is it coming out on Disney plus? Yeah. Disney plus. That's the deal. Oh, that's cool. Cause I have Disney plus. You're going to keep it for a while. 27. Be there. Okay, Debbie. Well, typically Glenn would be the one doing the birthdays, but I'm going to do it today because I have two of them. And again, I am sorry. Number one, if I have forgotten because I'm not friends with you on Facebook and we usually just try to do the auditor's birthdays because they're part of the family. And so Misty West and Kayla Mosier, you guys have birthdays today. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, and you even said their names, right? Look at oh, you. Oh, maybe we'll Linda. see. I don't know. <laughs> He was her first love, the one that started it all. He taught her how to master the posting trot and navigate her first hunter course. They spent hours together exploring the trails and hanging out in the barn. His name was doodled on every page in her school notebook. His coat gleamed in the sun as he met her at the gate each day, snuffling for a treat. From the first time she saw him poking his head out of the stall, to the last time she patted him goodbye. He was, and always will be, her everything. This love story is brought to you by Nalox Advanced, providing complete support for a healthy digestive tract, which reduces the risk of colic and digestive upset. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 
or visit kppusa.com to order today. I'd like to welcome our first guest to the show today. Her name is Tina Louie, and she is in Santan, Arizona, which is a beautiful place uh, in, in the great state of Arizona. Thank you for coming on the show this morning. Good morning. Tina, tell us a little bit about your Missouri foxtrotter named Jewel. Uh, she's a sweetheart. They don't get any better than her. Um, I've had her for six years, and she's my first horse. Oh, <laughs> and you, you take her on like really long kind of adventuresome trail rides, right? I do. Um, I've, I've been a long time outdoor enthusiast, backpacker, rock climbing, canyoneer, that kind of stuff. And so I really wanted to, um, combine the two with, um, horseback riding and, and camping. So I've done a lot of overnight trips with her. Now you say you, overnight trips, not only do you do some like exciting overnight trips, you also took Jewel into the Grand Canyon side saddle. Yeah, that was, uh, that was my latest trip that I've done the Grand Canyon several times. And so every time I go, I try to add a, a little bit of a challenge. Well, it sounds like dressing in historical period outfits with split skirts going into the bottom of the Grand Canyon on a Missouri Foxtrotter sounds like a challenge. I tell you, I did a mule ride into the Grand Canyon, the all-day mule ride, all the way down and back up, and I found that to be the most exhausting experience of my entire life. Now, what was it like for you guys? This this last trip, I mean, I make my own clothes, so... Um... You know, like I said, I try to make everything a, a little different every time. Uh, it gets easier every time, usually. Um, so, and and then this last time I took some other people with me, so I got some really good pictures, some better pictures, because strangers take the worst pictures. Uh, of course. <laughs> so I, it was, uh, last year I did it uh, rim to rim to rim with my brother, who's an ultra runner. Uh, we did, it's 50 miles, rim to rim to rim, and he ran it, I rode it, it took us um, over 20 hours to finish it, and we also, uh, you throw in, we saved the life of a hiker on the way out, so. <laughs> wow. What? Tell us about that. Uh, well, yeah, the, the, the rim to rim to rim was going to be you know, tough to beat. And then we throw in the kicker. We're on our way out about eight o'clock at night and we're on the bright angel trail on the last 10 miles of the leg. And we ran across a hiker puking his guts out by the side of the, the trail. And, uh, we actually gave him, he, he got to ride my horse to the ranger station, three and a half miles up the, up the trail. Oh my gosh. Was he stuck? Was he out of water? Was he broken? What happened to him? Um, he was actually, he had no electrolytes, so he was, he had no salt. Um, he had plenty of water, but there, there's always water along the trail, but he had, he did not plan sufficiently. And, uh, so we gave him a ride to the ranger station and, um, which was three and a half miles straight uphill. And I'm in my Edwardian. <laughs> So, yeah, it adds 
all the things that put us in the right place at the right time, I told that guy, I said, you better go buy a lottery ticket because uh, this today's your lucky day. Oh, my gosh. And you're trudging up a mountain in a historical period, Alvin. <laughs> That's amazing. And then I, I, I just I'm trying to picture this hiker who's like super sick being draped over your sweet angel of a horse. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. So when you're doing this with your brother, like I can't imagine doing something that physically grueling with my, with my brother, much less doing it period. So was, what were some of the challenges with doing it with, with Ken, if you will? Well, um, you know, I like longer rides, but endurance riding was not really my thing. And kind of my horse said the same thing. She's <laughs> like, this is your idea and not mine. Uh, so it took about six months to get her into shape. And then, uh, we started at about five o'clock in the morning and I, I say we did it, you know, it took us over 20 hours. We didn't get back to the camp until after one o'clock the next morning. Mm. Uh, that was including, you know, we took the time to, yeah, to have, have the, hiker dry heaving on my horse <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and he's like after we gave him all our electrolytes and he was suffering from hypothermia um and we gave him all our dry clothes and once he started feeling better he goes hey you know if it's all the same to you i'll, I'll just ride the horse to the top and i'm going to drive home tonight and i said if you don't get me my horse back in three and a half miles at the ranger station, there's going to be two of us in the infirmary. <laughs> oh my God. So, um, yeah. So that was my, my brother hats off to him. That was the longest run that he'd ever done. He'd done some 55 K's before, which is about 35 miles, but uh, so 50 miles was a stretch for him. And this, it was his bucket list thing to do. And he said, he called me up and he said, Hey sis, you want to go, you want to be my support? And I said, sure. And then a couple of days later I said, I'm, I'm going to ride it with you. And he's like, are you kidding? <laughs> it turns said, out you're no, the support I'll for I'll a stranger. You. So, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, we, it was, it was uh, 20 long hours, and I, was, I wasn't real sure how my horse was going to hold up, but every, she, she fared better than we did, and so it was, it was a good experience. I would not care to repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, who is faster, an ultra runner or a Missouri Foxtrotter? Mm. Uh, ultra runner by far. I mean, they, he can fly downhill, uh, uphill, you know, we outpaced him. Um, you know, we were waiting for him at the top, but, um, downhill and, and even on the, the flat, flatter parts of the bottom of the Canyon, he was, he was faster simply because all the erosion control features that they put in, mm -hmm. um, it's not like you can get any real speed more than maybe a trot at the most, but, um, uh, yeah, he can go downhill a lot faster than we can. Wow. Okay. So what is your next adventure? What can you do to top this? <laughs> well, the side saddle thing was kind of, um, that, that was going to be my, my 
might have been my last one. I didn't get everything accomplished that I was hoping to, but um, the next year I'll probably take a couple more uh, new people. My whole goal was to let pe- you know to show people that the canyon isn't that hard. Um, to get more horse people into the canyon uh, and to to show people, you know that it most of it's psychological. You know the the rider's fear of heights. Um, I've done more physically harder trails than that, but yeah, probably next year um, I was try. I, I'm probably going to try to do a few of the Colorado 14ers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah. where can people? I, our listener Hannah found you and thought that you would be a great guest because of your fearless and apparently you're a lifesaver. Um, where can people find out more about you and Jewel, your Missouri Foxtrotter? Um, mostly just on, on Facebook. I mean, I, I credit everything to Jewel, my horse. Everybody says, Oh, you must be the best rider. And I'm like, no, she's my first horse. I've only been riding six years. I've just been truly, truly blessed to have a really, really good horse. She, she really takes care of me. So I can't say enough good things about her. Um, I wouldn't be able to do all these things without, without a really, really good horse. Well, we have some beautiful pictures of you that we're going to use in our show notes and, and let everybody find you that way. And it's Tina Louie on Facebook. Thank you so much for joining us, Tina, and telling us about your adventure. Has the hiker called you to thank you and Jewel for saving his life? Uh, no, they texted because we dropped him off at the ranger station and he had, uh, he had some of our clothes because uh, he was drenched in his own sweat. He was... Um, completely thoroughly wet through and through. So we gave him our clothes off our back and uh, he had to return those. And he, he, you know, he, he didn't mention my horse, Jewel. He's like, that's, that's incredible. You know, Jewel took really good care of me and couldn't believe, um, you know, that she lasted over, over 20 hours. And so he, that was, pretty much uh the last contact that i he he let us know um how he did at the ranger station and and that he got back safe and and sent the clothes back so not been in contact with him well he dang well better send you a christmas card that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) all right tina thank you so much for being on the show we look forward to seeing some more of your adventures all right thanks guys okay bye We're really happy to have WinTech as our sponsor. WinTech has always made riding easy and comfortable. They combine world-leading innovations in high-tech materials in lightweight, weatherproof, and easy care saddles. It's easy to see why WinTech is the world's number one synthetic saddle brand. The comprehensive WinTech range offers not only cutting-edge designs, but new standards in fit, comfort, and performance benefits for both you and your horse. Brand new to the USA is Wintech's line of specialist confirmation saddles for your high withered or wide horses. The new Wintech 2000 high wither all-purpose saddle is perfect for those high wither thoroughbreds. The new Wintech 2000 wide all-purpose is 
a grippy saddle to suit your wide horse. And the new Wintech Pro Wide Dressage is a grippy dressage saddle that suits the wide dressage horses. Wintech is the official saddle sponsor of the United States Pony Club and the American Riding Instructors Association as well. Visit wintechsaddles.us to see the complete line of saddles or visit the nearest Wintech dealer. All right. So Debbie, we had a question from one of our listeners and um, it was on our horses in the morning, our, our auditors, Facebook page. Okay. And it comes from Lindsay. And I thought you would have a lot to say about this one um, because it's a question on how to catch your horse. She says she's owned her mare for four years. She's one of the sweetest thoroughbreds you've ever met. Very submissive, very kind, but lives in an eight acre field and doesn't love to be caught. She sometimes comes up to me, but more often than not walks away from me, finally stops and lets me catch her. I recognize I might only catch her when I need something from her. And that might be the reason she's also having to medicator. She says, anyway, I really want her to come up to me in the field. I've gotten her saddle fitted. I've ordered a special girth. I can't wait to try it. I'm trying to eliminate discomfort. I want her to be a dressage horse. And she's just always happy to work when she's going, when I caught her, what are some tips to get her to let me catch her? Oh, well, you can address this pretty darn well, as I recall. Um, I, you know, the first thing that popped into my head when you said this, excuse me, is the, um, the 2019 American Horse Publications Award to the Business Podcast was on Horsemanship Radio. And who were my stars on that show? Uh, Diego. Okay. Three <laughs> stars. <laughs> Three stars. I had Diego, the, the Mustang, who was literally, he was um, captured off the the, um, you know, he wasn't born in a holding pen. He was really wild. And I had Monty Roberts dad and I had Jamie Jennings host and, and certified Monty Roberts instructor. And you guys had just come up all hot and sweaty and big smiles on your faces. And I said, let's record what you guys have been doing. And that literally became our winning podcast for 2019 for the American Horse Publications Award. So I think you should tell us what you, <laughs> what you guys did. I mean, there's lots of there's lots of parts, moving parts to this question. Thank you, Lindsay, for sending that in. Um, I think the first thing is, wow, eight acres is not the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, hope there's a catch pen in there somewhere or some way to kind of shrink that down a little bit, but she's right. She's on the right track, right? With, uh, well, well, they make me work or they make me get a shot or they make, they worm me or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that was one of my most fun experiences out at flag is up was your dad decided that Diego, the Mustang needed to learn to be caught because nobody could catch him. And it took, you know, like six people or whatever to yard him and get a rope on him. And so it, it was his goal in three days to get this horse to not only be caught, but to want to be caught. And that's the kind of the magical part of training is to not just get your horse to do it. It's to get your horse to want to do it. So what we did with Diego and, and it was three days of just so much fun. And I know you videoed a ton of it. Um, so we got Diego to where he was in. He was in a big, gosh, probably five, six acre paddock with some other horses. And y'all have these little catch areas too, like a smaller area up by the gate where you would put the halter on him or bring him in. So I suggest 
creating with panels or with hay bales or straw bales, a, a, a place like a smaller enclosure. And what you do with that smaller enclosure is you put the horse in the smaller enclosure. You get what it sounds like she can at least catch it. So you've got that smaller enclosure kind of right out near the paddock or the pasture. So you get the horse in the smaller enclosure, you get the halter on it. Sounds like you can do that. It's not like you have to like, it's completely wild. And then what we did with Diego was your dad set up just outside the gate, like a little grooming station. Okay. So we got the halter on Diego and I, I led him out and I got the brushes and I went over and I brushed Diego and then I put the brushes back and I took him out and I turned him out. Now, what I didn't know in the meanwhile was Diego found some grain How did he do in that? a tiny little bucket, just a teeny tiny, like, like five or six pieces of sweet feed. We're just in this little feed pan that we're conveniently located right next to where we groomed. And I brought him in and I put him right there and I walked back to get the grooming things. And magically this little bucket of like a handful of feed was sitting there. And so I didn't know. And so Diego thinks, oh, look what I found. I stole something. Yeah. <laughs> so sneaky. We're anthropomorphizing. Yes, I know. But it's, that's, how, that's how we can wrap it around in our own brains. Right. So then I groomed him for maybe a minute and I took him and I turned him out. And then in that little catch area, so I didn't have to walk, you know, eight acres again, because yeah. then you want to go back out in another few minutes and catch him again, put the halter on, or if you've already got the halter on, clip the lead rope on, walk him out, take her, I guess her in this situation, put her right next to where you were going to groom her, walk over and get your brushes, come back, brush it. In the meantime, magically another handful of grain has appeared in that tiny little bucket and they just get a tiny little bit, just enough to go, huh, there's something about this. And then you brush them, you put the brushes back, you take them back out again. Sometimes, you know, as an inventor, one of the things that has always been in my brain when I'm working with a horse is get their heart rate up. You got to get them fit. You got to get them schooled. You got to get them this some days your rides need to not even be rides. They don't right. even have to be. This is the groundwork people talk about. You yeah. know, groundwork is do groundwork with your horse. What is groundwork? It can be a million different things. Today's groundwork is teaching your horse to want to be caught. You take your horse back out there. You turn him out. You go back. Two minutes later, you go back out and get him. You bring him out. You take him up to where you're going to brush him off. And magically... A little tiny handful little of grain has appeared in that <laughs> tiny little bucket, which you don't know about because like, why would somebody have put grain in the bucket? Hmm. And so you brush them and then you go put the brush back and you take the horse back out. And then all of a sudden this horse is going, you know, there's something too coming out of the pasture and getting caught because every time I do it magically I get to steal some grain. She doesn't know it's <laughs> awesome. And so you do this 15 times, 20 times, 30, times, however long yeah. it takes. You did it for three days. Yeah. We did it for three days. Cause that he's extreme. He was, is extreme. What doesn't Monty call him the hardest Mustang he's ever worked oh, with ever. Definitely the wildest Mustang he's ever worked with. Absolutely. And yeah. he's so smart too. I mean, Mustangs are smart to begin with. Now this guy's a genius. So yeah, he, he, he wrote the book on, on being a wild horse. So yeah. 
then you go, but you know, and then the, the next day or the next, an hour later or whatever, you do it again. And just that is your day is mm-hmm. just going, catching them. But you want to have somebody outside the pen. It's preferable to have money Roberts outside the pen. <laughs> but <laughs> you don't all get that. So it's preferable to have somebody just to, while you go to turn the horse out, they just sneak a, and not, not your low carb, you know, diet, light feed. I want something of high value, something that like a handful of senior feed. Cause we all know senior feed is delicious and sugary and molasses and wonderful. Yes. So just a handful of that or, or sweet feed or whatever is like a high dollar, like a cookie in a pan, whatever, just to where they have to kind of work and get it out of the pan. And then they go, Oh, that's not so bad. And then you take him back out. And eventually the horse is standing at the dang gate, nickering to come in. <laughs> and all you've yeah. done, yeah, like bang, all my horses bang on the gate. They're like, we know what happens when you bring us in. Because it's not all just work all the time. And yeah, they do come into work, but they also come in and they eat and they have their comfort zones and their things that they do. So you want to make it to where the horse wants to do it, not where you have to do it. Now, of course, if you're in this tiny catch pen and you can't, I suggest doing a join up, you know, send them away, send them away. If they won't come to you, send them away, make, make going away more work. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you want to go away, you're going to go away at the speed I tell you. And then the direction I tell you, and then when they start to go, well, crap, this is a lot of work. And they turn and look at you, you go passive, you go, yes, everything is great. And when you go to catch your horse in the pasture, be very aware of your body language. Eyes on, if you are looking at your horse in the eye, that is what a predator does before it attacks. If Mm -hmm. your shoulders are squared up right at your horse and you're looking at them in the eye, y'all, that is like your body language in the horse in the horse's language language, you're saying, go away. Even if in your language, it's, Hey, I'm going to come and catch you. And we're going to go for a ride (laughs) in their language. It's like, Oh God, she's coming to get me. And even if they know you, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. So be very aware of your body language. Go to MontyRobertsUniversity.com. Learn, join the university because it is what, how much is it a month? Debbie? (laughs) <laughs> less than $10, <laughs> yeah, less than $10 a month. And yeah. you're going to get um, over 700 videos are about five minutes a piece. There's little questions at the end. I mean, it's like a university. It's like, um, like yeah. a remote learning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a zoom call. No, it's not another zoom. No, the they're more fun. It's more fun. You're, you're absolutely right. Okay. Another thing that people make the mistake of too, is they wear dark glasses out there too. And if a horse can't see your, you know, if you're, trying to go at them, even at a softened body language, even at an angle and everything, but you have dark glasses on, they look for your eyes. They want to see those predatorial eyes. If your eyes are lowered or even looking away, but you can still see them out of the corner of your eye, you've got peripheral vision. You know, you can actually approach, retreat, approach, retreat. Now, how do you address it when people go like, oh, I've got him in my sand paddock, but I don't want to chase him away, Jamie. That's like, he, you know, he, he's scared. How do you address that? What's the send away in your mind? Gosh, I, I, I bought myself a shirt, Debbie, uh, <laughs> and I saw the shirt online and I had to have it and it's a t-shirt and it says, that's okay. We'll do it your way because <laughs> well, uh, you know what it says? It says, here's the thing. You're right. Let's do it the dumbest way possible. So it's easier for you. Yeah. <laughs> and I bought that shirt for myself because That's I good. just like, let's do it the dumbest way possible because it's easier for you. Mm-hmm. The horses are, they're, they're, 
scared is is you have to teach them to want to be with you. They don't naturally want to be right. with you. They're right. prey animals and you are a predator. So let's teach them that you are not a predator by sending them away. That is in the horse's language. The lead mare would send the horse right. away and the horse would eventually go, I don't want to be out here alone. It's dangerous and it's scary. I want to be with you because you're moving my feet, which means you're the one who's in charge, which you're the one is my safe space. So yes, they may be like, Oh my God. But then they're going to go, Oh my God, it sucks out here. I need to be, Mm -hmm. "Mm, you're obviously the one that I need to be with because in the horse's language, they spend time with the, the, there's some horse to take care of them. You know, it's the lead mare. So you be the lead mare and send the horse away and make them want to be with you. And yeah. you don't send them away for nine hours, you know, like when we do a join up the, it's a 50 foot round pin. And when you send the horse away in the join up, okay. So like a horse's flight distance is a quarter to three eighths of a mile. Right. Yeah. So when we are, and that's, that's the distance. When I say the flight distance, when the herd gets spooked, that's how far they run before they start going. Okay. Let's reassess. Where is yeah. everybody? I don't want to run too far because I could get hurt. I could get separated. I could get attacked. I could get whatever. So that's when they, that, that's the distance that they run their flight distance before they start to go, where is everybody? Wait a second. Right. I need to reassess my situation. So when we're in a 50 foot round pen and we take them out to the round pen and I send them away to the right clockwise for the first time, they only go five to six laps before I then send them the other direction. And then once they go back to the original direction, maybe two or three, well, we're looking at like at this point, 13 laps in a 50 foot round pen. Guess what that is? About a quarter, uh, a quarter of, a mile. of a mile. <laughs> so exactly. there's a science. It's, I mean, Monty has made everything down to an exact science in the horse's language. And it's, it's, it's amazing. And it works really well. So I hope you try this and I hope this helps you and I hope it works. And I hope you guys aren't here tired of hearing me talk because I'm tired of hearing myself. Talk. No, it was really good. Really good. Lindsay, I hope that helps you. Before we get to really bad ads, we've got to tell you if your senior dog has the mobility and spunk of a puppy, Lucky you, but more likely your senior is slowing down. By the way, it's Zenyatta's 10th birthday today, my dog. And Danny, her birthday's tomorrow, and she is now six. So oh, I've got oh, senior dogs so fast. Yes, I you know do. they do. Um, so it, your senior dog's probably slowing down, maybe even suffering silently. So we're excited to tell you about Dr. Busby's Encore Mobility, a new joint supplement for dogs that does more than just help the joints. It renews your dog's spark and spirit. So stop worrying about your senior dog slowing down. Go to drbusby.com, doctor spelled out B-U-Z-B-Y.com, and save 10% on Encore Mobility with the promo code H. RN for more good days with your dog. Pay it. I say, pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Okay, Debbie, so we have some prizes for Ooh, this month. Yeah. And yes. 
We're going a little Western um, because I have to say the word cinch and it feels weird to say cinch and not a girth, but it's an actual cinch. It's the professional choice contoured Ventex cinch valued at $109. It's specifically shaped to allow freedom of movement in the shoulder and keep the saddle securely in place. The cinch features newly designed buckles made from solid stainless steel and shaped to keep the latigo securely in place. Now I've argued with Glenn, uh, is it latigo or latigo? Latigo. What? Oh. No, it's Latigo. Did you say Latigo? Well, I said Latigo first. No, no, no. Okay, that's I should do this ad. No, you're, you're we'll do fine. The next one. By the way, these were all provided by horselovers.com. Why don't you tell us about the wool pad? Okay, the wool pad. It's Equibrand's classic equine wool top pad. And gosh, it's like, these are expensive. This is really nice. The Equibrand's classic equine wool top pad. It's heavy. It's a custom weave, 100% wool blanket, which is good. You want organic materials on your horse's back, obviously. You know, that's uh, anything artificial, don't do it. Which is, it's long lasting, it's durable and good looking. Three quarter inch orthopedic grade felt on the bottom that soaks up the moisture and you know it, it dissipates that heat that can build up under there away from the horse's back and it conforms to the horse's back while maintaining its its density it's a convenient one pad system perfect for all disciplines jamie it's a hundred and thirty dollar value so this uh-huh. is like nice again Good horse great. lovers with the Z.com. And the final thing is the Glasgow turnout, a hundred gram fill. It's worth a hundred dollars. It's a rug made of waterproof, breathable fabric, good fit at the neck and shoulder area, making it comfortable. And the high gusset allows lots of movement. The shell is 600 denier polyester ripstop with waterproof taped seams. Okay. Getting to the ads. So these are the prizes. And if you submit an ad, you are in the running for the prizes. Now we don't always have time. We get so many ads, which are awesome. Uh, Meta, Jessica, Caitlin, Sarah, and Sean, y'all's ads were counted. We just didn't have time to get to them today. And so I'm going to do the first one. And this one came in from Alexandra and it's from a Facebook page. I love it when people tell me what Facebook page is from because it's the miniature horse. <laughs> is it me or is there a Facebook page for everything? For everything. Absolutely. Try to think of something. You can't. I'm a <laughs> member of there. Oklahoma guinea pig information. Oh, Network. that's right. I forgot about that one. <laughs> that was new to me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Minute. This one is miniature horse questions and discussions. And it says, honest ad, exclamation point, <laughs> donut, 11-year-old tiny chestnut shitland. Whoops. Oops. I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Sorry. Loves kids, in parentheses, eats at least one a day, more on the holidays. Great jumper, in parentheses, can clear a stable door from a standstill. Next line. Good hunter, parentheses. We'll hunt down anything in his field. Very intelligent. In parentheses, can disconnect said electric fence energizer and let all the horses out. <laughs> Hashtag Demon Seuss. Cheap yeah. to keep. In parentheses, is out most of the time eating someone else's grass. <laughs> Excellent gates. Super fancy trot. In parentheses, which he uses to good effect. Oh, which he uses to good effect when you try to catch him. Good he to was, load yeah. and unload. That means two of you can pick him up and put him in. Yeah. <laughs> Goes barefoot. Barrier thought he was cute, lost a finger, and refused to come back. Lives <laughs> out. Refer to good jumper. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good home wanted. Well, anyone good enough to collect him. Would part exchange a new fence energizer or therapy sessions? Toe text will be answered. Only email. If only I could get rid of at onlyjoking.com. Uh, <laughs> fake ad. It says honest ad, though. I don't know. I don't know. I was know. she faking it or was she not? Only uh, our, Yeah. The winner again. of the really bad ads is going to tell us. <laughs> All right. Next, next one from Holly and it's yours. Yeah. Jay Holly. Um, moving cell, moving cell. She's a beautiful, sweet, curious, minded, fully confident two-year-old filly starts. Okay. I'm not sure moving cell, but looking more and more like an Andalusian. Wow. Opposed to how, she, how did she start? <laughs> oh, it says Spanish ancestry. So, okay, we're okay so far. Straight legs, incredible stamina, fast, all caps. Beautiful, soft, glowing hair in the summer. Now we're turning into a novel. Beautiful, soft, glowing hair in the summer. Thick wool, like fury in, the, like oh fury my God. in winter. Only 13 and a half hands. No, 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 no. How many hands? Oh. 13.5. Only <laughs> <laughs> like 13.5 hands. But wait a minute. She's two years old and she will probably be 14.5 hands full grown. She'll be hands full anyway. But she likes young kids, likes people, but doesn't like dogs or cows. She chases them. Been around a lot of animals and horses. Been around a lot of animals and horses. This is not a horse person, right? No. This and um, basically, they're selling a the grade filly that's fat. Is what yeah. I'm getting. Oh, yeah. like, See those little photos. Really bad photos. You should yeah. you do a second part. Really bad ads and really bad photos. I know. Yeah. If only it was not a podcast, we would. Because this next one is a really bad photo. Uh, Ursina yeah. sent this one in. And uh, let's see. It's, it's, horse. It's, it's, a, it's a picture of a horse's body. Was, a is that a cat in the saddle? Oh, my gosh. You know? It's really hard to see, but it's like a black saddle with a, a black cat. <laughs> that looks like a cat. Could be a bunny. Could be and a bunny. it goes, the picture cuts the horse's head off completely. And it goes from like mid neck all the way to tail. And like, it doesn't put the legs in it just right at the belly. And then there's a cat sitting up in the saddle. And it's a 10-year-old thoroughbred geld. Previous geld. lesson horse at local stable. Gelding. No jumping. Trail riding. Experienced rider. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. So at least they spelled thoroughbred right. That never happens. Look at that. They <laughs> capitalized it. I'm well, impressed. predictive text But every it looks like, I mean, I, George, our producer, said it. He said, I think that's a saddle ad. That is not a horse ad. Because <laughs> all you see is a saddle. That's all you see. I, I think it's for a kitty that they're trying to rehome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take this cat. Um, you get the cat. Now, Rachel sent the next one, and she said that I need to do it in my best Mr. T voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> How many... How many of the kids don't even know who Mr. T who is? Mr. T is? And can you do that? Do it for me. I can't even remember what Mr. T sounded like. He was kind of like gruff, right? Yeah, yeah. And he had a, he had a catchphrase. And this is from the Facebook page Horses in Louisiana. And and really, I, I don't even know if it's so much Mr. T as it's a Louisiana accent. And uh, oh, okay. Look at the eye on that horse. Like, don't oh. touch me. Okay. okay. Now notice that the horse is literally completely freaked out. Looks yeah. like it's drenched in sweat. And I believe he's tied to like the they, they rolled their car over the lead rope. So he's actually oh, tied oh, by tied sort of tire tried. 
entire yeah. tide. Like they ran the car over the lead rope, and this poor they're, horse I, is standing there, like, what the hell? And I it says, "Rack him there, goodness." Okay. Oh God, maybe they were ponying him out of the car. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. For sale, HMU Tennessee Walker, good rides. He has no bad habits. He just acts like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. When it comes to loading up. Other than that, he's good. So basically, you can ride him. You just can't take him anywhere, which is why they probably are ponying him next to the car. And he's mm -hmm. completely covered in sweat. Because mm -hmm. you can't load him. So you might as well just take him somewhere by making him run next to mm -hmm. the car. I think you'd oh. be a fool to buy this horse. You, I'd be a fool. You'd be a fool. Uh, yeah, that's enough, Mr. T. Um, I would like to request that, Rachel, you never ask me to do that ever again. <laughs> If you want to win any prizes, Rachel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's the trailer, which I'll let you describe. Oh, oh, 1940, unknown one horse, single axle, 15 inch tires. I can't even see the tires, first of all. I, but here's the problem. You know, uh, Rosie the Riveter in <laughs> World War II? Yeah. <laughs> Very few people do, actually. But Rosie the Riveter... Those rivets on that trailer may pop. This is a handmade trailer. This is, oh, and they've actually welded some sort of lawnmower hitch on the front. No, I'm not too bad. But that thing has seen better days. It's got a shower cap on top. What's that? Can I describe the top? And, Please. and I, I think, so basically it's a one horse, like chariot style with like no top, but they probably had those metal underneath it. But here's what they did to fully enclose said one horse, white slash rust colored mildewy one horse oh. trailer is they put a tarp on the top. Okay. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm seeing this. They put a tarp on the top over those like spines that come over the top mm -hmm. of these chariot trailers mm -hmm. and they put a duck, uh, a tarp over it and they duct taped it and pulled it all like gathered it all. So it would fit the top. And then they spray painted it. White. Well, it had to look white, you know, instead of that <laughs> blue tarp, but they didn't spray paint it all. There's blue tarp hanging out all over the place. So this is, uh, impressive mm. to say the least. Um, I would, I would like to post this on our horses in the morning Facebook page, but every time we do somebody tries to buy it. So I'm uh, going to just post it in the auditors. So uh, I, if I can remember, I wouldn't put my dog in that. No, no, nothing needs to go in that. All right. What's the next one? Okay. Lorene, Lorene Bodden. Yeah, what? you got to read it in her. Yeah. In her oh, yeah. How come she didn't read it? It's so much better when Lorene reads this. Lorene, send this in. Uh, Lorene, you do this really well, Jamie. Do you want to do Lorene? All right, we'll switch all the rest of them. Yeah. You got to do at least a southern one because I love your southern accent. <laughs> oh, is there a southern one down here? Uh, yeah, you can do Becca's in the southern accent. All right, uh, well, I'll do okay. Lorene. Wanting a broke horse. Good. Hi. I'm looking to start getting into taking care of horses. <laughs> I have plenty of time on my hands to love and to give. I'm looking for a horse that would be good for a companion and one that is good around small children. <laughs> I don't have a lot to spend on buying the horse, but uh -oh. he or she will get the best boarding and food, etc. He or she doesn't have to be rideable, but we prefer one 
that we can. Please let me know if you have a horse that fits this description. Emoji smiley face. Thank you so much. Oh, say horse one more time. That was really good. Horse? Was- it's a horse. I need a horse. I need a horse for my grandkids to ride, but maybe not ride. Just one that they can, like, take care of. But maybe we can't pay for it. But, like, we would definitely make or- sure that... It was kept in a nice like a, place. Yeah, of course. It works that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Never. Never. Okay, so Andrew sent this one. Up for discussion. Up for discussion. 12-year-old Pasafina mare. Do they turn it into Pasafina when it's a mare? That's funny. Pasafina, not a fino. <laughs> mare. All caps. Not for beginners. Beginners. I'm Beginners. Yeah, you're right. Beginners. <laughs> there's no, there's one in. She is in good health. Farrier. No shoes. Feet trimmed. Farrier was also spelled wrong as well. Yeah, like a ferret. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a ferret, not a ferret. Hey, man. She's got her feet trimmed. You're halfway there. You're, what do you want? Dave sent this one in. Dave. Oh, this is, this is Dave. awesome. This is a um, Craigslist ad. And um, there's no way that this was not talk and text with ah. somebody who had a very Southern accent. Ah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to leave Lorene in my brain and I'll move my way down South. <clears throat> south. Way, way, way South. Three-year-old bingo. Oh, my God. It's a three. Oh, quarter Gelden. There's mm. no G on the Gelden. So it's just a Gelden. Quarter Gelden. Sweet wit. Poe. <laughs> Tiental. Hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, it's just a hundred dollars, Debbie. We could get like two. Three oh, year old Bay Gelden. Oh, wait, there ain't a lick of punctuation in this mm-hmm. whole thing. So let me you don't get oh. you do How not. am I gonna say that second to last word? Take Go a ahead big take breath. A- <gasps> okay, ready? It's a three year old Bay Gelden has coggins and front shoes on. He rides calm, needs finishing out, no buck. Can I just point out that there's not a G on any of these <laughs> ING words, okay? <laughs> Bay Galden has coggins in front shoes, and he rides calm, needs finishing out no buck. Mm-hmm. He will sail with a knot on his head and cut on his right knee. He came that way when I got him, and he's been sound, so but no guarantee. Garon T.S.'d me. wait what okay so somebody hit him in the head and cut his knee open but he's been like that and he's been sound we ain't never that no vet take a look at him or nothing like that but i guarantee as to me uh that he gonna be fine because he's fine now and he's sound and you know what he's got front shoes and a coggin so clearly he um is he don't don't buck nothing so yeah he's good to go only a hundred dollars what a deal three-year-old potentia tall Mm -hmm. a lot of potentia Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got the, all of that. And then also, um, he we know Garan TS to me. Is that guaranteed? Okay, whatever. But I don't know why the me on the end. Yeah, <laughs> I get the no guarantee part. I get that, you know? But not no the guarantees he's going to stay sound for you because he got a knot on his head and a cut on his right knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Becca. All right, Becca. So you think this is Southern. Why do you think this is Southern? Because uh, only Southern people, I feel like people are getting out of the broke horse tech terminology. Okay. But, uh, like, I feel like, you guys, stop saying your horse is broke. 
Say yeah. he's trained or started, or I've got to start the horse. Now that I've got to break the horse. It makes me insane. So I feel like in Oklahoma, everybody says it. So it just sounds like Southern kind of add to me. Go okay. On. All right. All right. Since it's in Oklahoma. No, I can't do Oklahoma in front of Jamie. I can't do that. Yes, you can. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Nice, broke horse. No, let me do that. Let me do the, um, for, I'll go further south and a little to Texas, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Not, <laughs> a little bit. You're in Texas, but you go there. Nice broke horse, $875. Nice broke horse. He is a gelding. He is close to 15 hands. He is seven years old. There are a lot of periods in this thing. He will ride anywhere. Knowing his way home after one time on the trail. He's road safe and stays on the shoulder. <laughs> He's saddle easy. Call or text. Is this That's like an ad for something else? <laughs> I think reading? maybe I'm reading something in there. <laughs> uh -oh. 875. I, I love that. that you think you you have like a Oklahoma, Texas, when all you are is sweet Southern. Um, and sweet. then he got a little sexy at the end. So well, I started <laughs> to read that into the. <laughs> he's he stays on the shoulder. I don't know what that means, but okay, saddle easy. Easy, just um, easy. He's saddle easy. Oh, okay. I, I only just smile when you read things in <laughs> okay um well, final one is uh what the hell is a walk in walk, oh, dash a walk in horse and it's like a walking closet but it's like not. a walk-in horse but like a walk-in closet it's 850 dollars in pickens and i'm pretty sure pickens county's in georgia and this is from oh. gina and it's an eight-year-old walk dash in <laughs> yeah walk -dash walk -in walk -in. Walk hyphen in walk hyphen in <laughs> Eight-year-old walk hyphen in horses, good home, only 850 OBO dot, dot, dot. She is good, needs her feet done, and I don't have a coffins. So don't ask. That's what Text is best, dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, I do not have to sell <laughs> this horse. So don't offer me no BS. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> oh my god yeah she's bossy look at that she got all nice at first but um i'm fairly sure you have an issue with passive aggressiveness <laughs> it comes through a little bit yeah just a little bit oh my god you keep in mind i don't have to sell this damn horse he can stay right here i don't have to take your low ball bs offers only serious offers only okay don't you be coming up onto my property with no 300 dollars telling me you're gonna take my walk dash in horse i know what i got okay he's got his feet done and i ain't got no coffins so don't be asking about no coffins and i ain't got to sell them so you paid that money or you walk away How many people after if he has a coggins you know <laughs> A few. Why don't don't you go be ahead and get one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Debbie, as always, it's been such a pleasure having so you on. Thanks fun. to thanks to our producer George, who has been hanging around with us all day as well, learning more things than he cared to ever know about <laughs> horses or not learn about horses. <laughs> um, yeah, but thanks, everybody, have a great weekend. Spay, neuter, and geld. And happy Thanks. many happy horse hours. I was going to say, say something, Debbie. Come on. Oh, many happy horse hours. Everybody knows that.